Oh my gosh. I think we're live. I got a bright light. I got monitors. I got beer. It's Monday night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Toronto Beer Podcast. With me, your host and friend, I am your friend, Chris Schreier. You know what? I was going to adjust the YouTube camera. I'm going to leave it. I am going to leave it. Uh, hey, what's going on, guys? Monday night, 920, a little late. Sorry. Got a little caught up with a friend, and it was delightful. I'm not going to lie, but a little late. So my apologies, my apologies, but we're going to do this thing. We're going to drink some beer. We're going to Monday night it up. Oh, hang on. My, my Instagram camera's not hey there we go it's normally the youtube machine tonight it's the instagram machine it's making my shirt look funny too uh hey hey who cares we're here we're gonna drink some beer look at us guys look at us uh hey what's going on so who remembers last week were you here last week were you listening did you put this podcast in your ear holes because if you did you are going to remember that I was very excited, very excited about an order of beer coming to my house from my friends. I've never met most of them except for one of them, and I've known him longer than almost anybody else that I know, that I'm not related to. But that's a story for another time. Uh, Stormstayed Brewing in London, Ontario, a city I've been to uh, at least exactly once and maybe more, but not that I remember. But Stormstayed Brewing, they opened up. They're doing occasional home delivery, but not in their home area. And in this case, they were bringing to Toronto last Thursday, and I got an order, and my golly, I've been enjoying it, guys. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Nebulous, the Maelstrom, the Orphic. I might have an Orphic later tonight. Whew. Very, very, very exciting. If you're not familiar, Storm State is in London, Ontario. And uh, I I mean, I know about them because I, I do tend to know about breweries, but I have a friend who uh, works with them, buddy of mine, Paul H., friend of the pod. And Paul is the aforementioned person I've known longer possibly than anybody else uh, that I'm not related to. I would have met... Mr. Paul H., friend of the pod, when I was maybe 12. And he was teaching skateboarding at Muskoka Woods Sports Resort, bless his soul. Paul Clark, different named Paul, also teaching skateboarding, same time, does point out that I met him in the previous offseason. But uh, him, the, the, the two Pauls, Paul Harrison, Paul Clark, Mark Dowds, um, there are probably some other people who I've forgotten, but I'm not still in touch with them. But those would be the three. I've known those guys, well, since I was 12. You know, there were some gaps in there. But uh, Paul H., I think I did just call him Paul Harrison. Gosh, I hope he doesn't mind that. His name's Paul Harrison, guys. Paul H., P. Harrison, uh, friend of the pod. Uh, he's uh, living down in London, working at Stormstead Brewing, does a lot of their design work. You're going to see that on the screen in just a moment, I promise you. Um, don't know if he necessarily did their, this layout, but I know he does a lot of their design work. Uh, and I think he's a general man about brewery, pushing the mop, packaging the beer, doing what needs to be done, I think. I think that's generally the case at any brewery that isn't, you know, 
of a certain size. Anyway, uh, Paul, my good buddy, he, uh, he, I, I think he even assisted packaging my order and he sent me a couple of, couple of something special. And here's what's amazing. He hadn't heard last week's pod when he packaged up that, that, that uh, delicious bundle of beer. And so he hadn't heard me talking about the fact that I like my orange juice with two fingers of pulp on top. I like pulpy orange juice. And he told me, he said, uh, oh, we have this, um, this uh, kettle sour. I'm going to send you called Shook. Shook. And uh, so he did. I'll show you that. That's not what we're drinking tonight, kids. If you're watching on the screen, that is the Shook Milkshake Kettle Sour. Pardon me, I neglected a... And it's Bumbleberry. I know Bumbleberries do exist, but in my mind, Bumbleberry is one step above Razzleberry. Uh, that's the... Sorry, that's the Milkshake Kettle Sour, and I just showed my hand because the other one that he sent me, and what we're going to drink tonight is the Super Shook. This is the Imperial Milkshake Kettle Sour Pink Guava Orange Vanilla and Lactose. And he said to me, it's not for everybody. It's kind of like orange juice. And I said, that's funny. Did you just literally listen to the podcast that went live minutes ago? He said, no, I haven't. I said, I just described how much I like orange juice with a lot of pulp. This is very serendipitous. So anyway, I'm going to put the, the regular Shook back in the fridge when I liberate myself from not drinking alcohol on Friday, that might be one of the first ones I have. But we are going to enjoy this Storm Stayed Brewing Super Shook Imperial Milkshake Kettle Sour. Spoilers, can you get this at the brewery? No, no you cannot. I believe Paul told me this came out of his private stock. Um, this is a beer they do make um, not irregularly. Uh, it's not. A, it's certainly not a flagship. That's not a flagship style beer. Um, but uh, it does come out periodically. They do switch the fruits. They play with the fruits. So if you're in the area, London area, or if you're just following them on Instagram, and I would recommend you do. Nice Instagram account. Very lovely photography. Uh, keep your eye out for the super shook. Or maybe don't. I don't know. I haven't had it yet. Maybe I shouldn't overcommit. Um, but let's get into this. I'm going to crack this bad boy open. This is the super shook. You know, I tend to make fun of beers that use a lot of um, modifiers. Imperial, milkshake, kettle, sour. Um, but sometimes they work. So we'll see. This is... Oh, this is not clear. I'll tell you that for free. If you're watching on the video screens, you should see it. Um, no doubt, Paul H., friend of the pod, you are right. That looks like orange juice. That is opaque, yellow, golden. Um, looking at it on my screen, which has a very bright LED light on it, that's a good description. Very opaque. Milky. Concrete-like, maybe, even. Uh, but with the light behind it, and that's an, this is an interesting construct, it does tend to brown in the middle. It's a very uh, dark, opaque uh, beer. Looks like orange juice, though. Kind of yellowy-orange color in the bright lights. Um, nice bit ahead. Yeah. I'm getting a ton of tropical fruits assaulting me up in the face right now. So that's a positive step. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. So what do I smell? Right off the top, the first thing I think, Flintstone vitamins. So citric acid. It's acidic. It's kind of 
citrusy, but nondescript kind of way. Uh, for sure, what did it say it had? It's, I think it's like guava. I was going to say mango or something. Pink guava. A very tropically, yeah, fruitific kind of uh, aroma. A little orangey as I'm thinking about it. But tons of tart, acidic fruit for sure. That's what I'm getting a sniff of. Let's give her a spin. <laughs> it tastes like a melted creamsicle. That's exactly what it tastes like. It tastes like a melted creamsicle. It's very milky and creamy. And at the same time, it is very tartly acidic. It doesn't taste like orange. It tastes like orange juice concentrate. Three cans of water perverts me. That's what it should say on the label of this beer. It should say, Super Shook Imperial Milkshake Kettle Sour. Three cans of water perverts me. That'd be perfect. Um, this is delightful. Well, uh, I, I like it a lot. Delightful is an unusual word to use for this. It's aggressive. It's very sour. Um, but there is so much lactose sweetness. By the way, if you're a little lost right now and a little confused about what I'm talking about, stick with me. I'll explain it. Um, but there's quite a bit of milky sweetness as well. To offset it, this is... Um, it's a different way of thinking about beer. That's, that's definitely part of what it is. Um, it's very tasty. Within the realm of what we tend to think of about, about beer being, if you were to put beer in a box, there are certain things that maybe it would be one of those, like here are nine descriptors. There should be at least four or five of them to be qualified as beer. You're thinking about things like hops and multi sweetness and specificness with yeasts and things like that. Um, this doesn't really have any of those. <laughs> It's very fruit juicy. It's very milk sweetie. It's very acidic. Uh, I'm not really noticing any malts to speak of. I know that there are malts in it because it's a beer. Yeah. It's mostly fruit juicy um, milkshakey, which is the lacto part of it, uh, and, and quite tart with that fruit juiciness. Again, it's kettle sour. It should be. Um, you know, if you were to drink this and then drink a pint of Guinness, you know, they're both technically beers, but they're about as far apart in taste-wise. I mean, they're both still wet, so that's something. Um, but this is definitely on what we would consider the leading edge of how we talk about beer. It is beer, but functionally, technically, this is definitely beer, but... This does not taste like beer. If I'm honest, I mean, like, it tastes kind of like a, a I don't want to say a cooler, because coolers have a pretty negative connotation, you know? Things like Smirnoff ice and crap like that, um, which is basically soda pop with vodka in it, um, which, hey, that's not a problem. If, if you like soda pop with vodka, cool. Um, there was a time back in the day when... Um, I think it was PC brand. It was certainly Dave Nickel was involved. And I think it was PC brand. They were making a, um, 
a cooler type beverage, but it was sold at the beer store. It wasn't sold at Loblaws because obviously this well predates alcohol sales at the grocery store. It was sold at the beer store and I think it was PC label. And they were, they were coolers. Like they, they, they were directly to compete with Mike's hard lemonade. Mike's hard lemonade was huge in the province at the time. And, uh, this would have been sort of turn of the millennia. Um, cause I, I think I remember drinking it legally, which is always a good marker. Uh, so I was like 1920. Sometime, uh, Erica's parents uh, would have it at the cottage and, and I would have a sip. Um, <laughs> I'd have more than a sip. Let's be honest. Um, but because they were sold at the beer store, they were beer based, but they were, you, you can add a lot of stuff to beer and it's still beer technically. Um, and you can kind of make it taste like other things. And that's sort of what they're doing. This isn't like that. This is very different. For one, it's a kettle sour, which they definitely weren't doing. Um, for two, I'm pretty sure this is probably real fruit uh, taste, and I'm pretty sure those were artificial <laughs> tastes. Um, but it's a similar idea. Like, it is technically a beer. Certainly, you could sell it at the beer store. It's beer. Um, but does it taste like... what? You, like, if somebody said, do you like beer, and you were the kind of person who said no, this might throw you you might not dislike this if that makes sense it is quite something um it is i'm gonna say it's not as acidic and sour as i was expecting it to be um but it is crazy citrusy tropical and so creamy so creamy mm. and yeah it is just like opaque things wish they were this opaque it is it is thick. It's very nice. Um, mouthfeel, I said thick. It's not heavy on the mouth at all. Um, it is probably medium weight, if we were to be honest. I think that's probably, probably has a lot to do with the fruit juices that are involved in it, uh, giving it some sugar density. So very, very cool beer. Uh, Paul, thank you. This is quite something. If I'm honest, I probably wouldn't drink two or three of these on a night. But having one of them is delightful. To be honest with you, I almost kind of wish I had like, um, uh, you know, a, a paper umbrella with like a pineapple wedge or something on it. That would be a really nice accoutrement to this drink. It does kind of drink like a fancy schmancy cocktail. Um, not like a hipster cocktail. More like a, not like a frozen margarita because it ain't frozen, but like something along those lines. Just a tasty tart. It's not very boozy though. But what was it? Oh yeah, eight and a half percent. It is boozy. It's eight point four, but it's quite boozy. But it doesn't taste that way. But it just has that sort of yeah. It's like one of those fun cocktails. You should have some nice and a big, you know, uh, barber shop striped uh, straw in it and all that sort of thing. But it's a beer, so we can just drink it straight out of the glass like this, even though it looks kind of like orange juice. Uh, but yeah, delicious. Really, really cool. Um. I'm going to kind of background process and think about food with this because that is seriously messed up thinking about what you might want to eat with that. Let's instead, I'll tell you, because there are a lot of modifiers here. It's an imperial milkshake, kettle, sour. So the first thing we're going to do, we'll deal with kettle sour. We have talked about this before, but the idea here is, now let me see. Kettle sours are, you transfer the wort from the mash tun to the kettle but you don't immediately start it to boil. You allow it to sour in the kettle. I'm pretty sure that's how that goes. Um, and I think sometimes they'll even inoculate it. 
So you want to make sure that you get a, um, uh, a specific strain of, of, you know, bacteria or whatever. Um, and so you'll hear people kettle souring and they'll add a bit of yogurt with like live bacterial culture in it or sour cream, um, to kickstart that, that, uh, that bacteria process to create some acidity, um, from the, the sugars that are already present. And then of course that acidity, when you then boil the kettle, um, you kill all the bacteria, but that acidity that has been produced, it's created acetic acid, uh, doesn't go away. It stays in the beer. And then when you ferment it out, the, uh, acidity stays. I think that's how that works. I'm pretty sure that's, that's what we're talking about with the kettle sour. Um, so, so far so good. That's a kettle sour. All right. Next step, uh, milkshake. Milkshake uh, is shorthand. It means they add lactose, sugar, just syrup. You pour it out of a thing. You buy it and you pour it out of a thing. Um, the cool thing with lactose, it's, it's sugar. So we have a lot of sugars that we deal with. Dextrose is another one. Maltose, very prevalent in beer. Uh, lactose, the funny old thing with lactose is um, the, the brewing yeasts, uh, Ale yeast and lager yeast, Saccharomyces um, cerevisiae and Pasteurianus, uh, they can't eat lactose. You might even say they're lactose intolerant. You'd be wrong. Lactose intolerant people eat lactose and then feel really sick. These guys won't even eat it. They're like, I'm not going there. I don't eat that stuff. But what that means is all that milky sugar, which has a notably milky taste to it, um, is present in the final product, which is what I'm drinking right now. So you get this sort of milky sweetness in the beer, which might sound a little weird, but you'd be surprised how well it works. Mm. Having another sip just to demonstrate it. Uh, the other thing is they'll often add vanilla, and I think this one did say it had vanilla in it. Yeah, it does. Um, so to milkshake something, there's generally lactose and vanilla in it. It's like adding a scoop of vanilla ice cream. And then the last thing was imperial. So you remember I showed you the other can, the shook. That was just the milkshake kettle sour. This is the imperial. That, that means they've uh, made it with a grain bill with more available fermentable sugar. So you create a higher alcohol content. Uh, and as noted, 8.4% alcohol. This does not drink like it's 8.4% alcohol. Uh, it's, it's a very, um, again, tart, refreshing, you might almost say gulpable um, kind of beverage. Uh, it does not have any alcohol heat to speak of. It's quite tasty. Uh, and then they've added, uh, uh, pink guava, orange, and as noted, vanilla and lactose. Um, and yeah, there's just this citrusy, tropically juiciness to it. Uh, that's just fantastic. Is this a specific style? The way that we would talk about like IPA being a style of beer? Not really. This is sort of more of a experimental might be a little too douchey of a word, but like, uh, it's a squishier area of beer production. Um, this sort of beer, there was a period there when everyone was trying to throw anything they could into a kettle and see what they got. Um, and so there was a lot of beers that would have been kind of in this experimental area that were terrible. Um, thankfully, this one is not one of them. Um, this certainly isn't going to be a beer for everybody. If you like to go to the pub and throw darts and have a good pint of best bitter or a mild, you're probably not going to find what you're looking for in this glass. Um, but certainly if descriptors like Flintstone vitamins or a melted creamsicle are even remotely interesting to you, this beer 
could really do something for you. But as noted, you can't get it, but you will get it again. They'll do it again because this is a good recipe. They're working on it. It's, I like it. Uh, have I come up with something to eat with it? Aside from the obvious, which would be like sweet tarts, the candy, but that's kind of dumb. To be honest with you, this isn't a beer that is calling out to be eaten with a meal. The major flavors here are the lactose, the, the milk sugar, and, and citrus and tropical fruits, you know, pink guava. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> you could eat it with other tropical fruits and see what they do to each other and if that draws anything out. Uh, to be honest with you, the way I want to consume this is just like this, but like sitting on a chaise lounge uh, at the, on the deck of a pool in some sort of tropical or semi-tropical location because it does sort of drink like a, you know, some sort of fancy schmancy tropical juice rum cocktail. I mean, it doesn't taste like rum. Don't get that out of this, but it just, it drinks like that. It's pretty good. Great in the summer, I bet. This would be like, you know, well, except that it's eight and a half percent. You don't want to be sitting down at the dock drinking four of these and then you realize you have to get up and go pee and you go to get in the, go up to the cottage and you end up falling in the lake and you just, well, let's be honest, you're going to pee in the lake, but you know, it could really knock you sideways. It's a mean beer. It's got a lot of punch to it. Anyway, that's what we got tonight, guys. What a beauty. Super Shook from Stormstayed Brewing in London, Ontario. Check them out. They will be doing another Toronto run. Uh, if you are like me, located in the 416 area code, uh, if you're not, if you're in the London area, look them up. They're great. And I, I believe when I ordered it, I think they do also do province-wide shipping. So you can get it anywhere in the province. It's just, uh, oh, speak of the devil here there. Hello, Storm State. Uh, so you can you can get it anywhere in Ontario. But uh, definitely, definitely look them up because um, that's solid. Had, like I said, a bunch of their kind of hop-driven IPAs, New England IPAs. Um, there was, oh, I've got a couple of empties around what do we got here that was the sunburst new england uh pale ale uh there was the uh the maelstrom is down there i've got the orphic all of that hop forward stuff the hazy boys i was down they also had a pilsner i got a couple of the pilsner really really nice pilsner um i really enjoyed that uh you know me i like a yeah I, I like a cold yellow beer and that's a good cold yellow beer so dig that for sure uh, I'm going to have a sip of beer. I'm going to jump back in a second. I don't have a whole lot to tell you about, but I'll tell you about it a little bit, and then uh, and then we'll shut her down. It's getting late because I was late to the party. Sorry, guys. One second. Mm. Man, it really is getting orangier, especially as it warms up. It's very orange juicy, but again, like melted creamsicle. Oh, this is very good. Sorry, I cheated. I had two sips. I kind of lied. Uh, what do we got going on? Well, you will remember last week I was saying, Stormsaid's doing this great thing. If you want to get in on it, get your order in by Wednesday, blah, 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 blah. We talked about it. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. I don't know. If you didn't, actually, let's go if you did, and it was a great time, and you got some cool, maybe you got the, uh, there's a pastry uh, stout. I still have my fridge. That's also going to be probably now for the weekend. 
uh, if you got a crazy beer like that, the stout, man, I had an oatmeal stout from that. It was so good. I really liked that beer. So maybe you had a really positive experience like that and you're thinking, but they're not delivering to Toronto this Thursday. What will I do? Put a pin in it. On the flip, you didn't. And now you're hearing me talking about Imperial Milkshake, uh, <laughs> Kettle Sours, and Oatmeal Stouts that, that drop my jaw to the floor. And you want some of that. Well, too bad if you live in Toronto. You got to wait till the next delivery date. What are you going to do for this week? Friends, I have good news for you. Friends of the pod, uh, the, uh, the, the people who threw the first stone in the why can't dogs hang out in breweries fight uh, and friends of the pod, uh, Second Wedge Brewing in Uxbridge, I just saw on socials today, is doing the same bloody thing. So you missed Stormsade this time, or maybe you didn't, maybe you got it and you loved it. Whichever you did. Now is your chance. Jump in. Second Wedge doing deliveries to Toronto this Thursday. Get your order, and I think by Wednesday you'll get your free uh, local delivery as if you lived in Uxbridge. Just just a stone's throw from a, a delightful little bar called the Hobby Horse Arms, perhaps. You ever been to the Hobby Horse Arms, kids? I have a couple of times. Got some stories. We'll leave it at that. Uh, but if, if that's the case, if you're looking for something, check it out. Second Wedge is doing it. I would highly recommend really filling out your social media feeds with most of the cool breweries in the province because it seems like a lot of people are doing this. Basically, they're like, hey, we've got a person who has to go to bloody awful Toronto uh, on Thursday. Let's get some orders in the next couple of days and just jam their trunk full of beer and they can drop it off while they're down there. And while that isn't ideal for them, like I bet, if you live somewhere like Uxbridge or London or wherever, having to drive, like, not only into Toronto, but, like, to where I live, which is in gross Toronto, like, as far away from any main artery as you can get, um, that's probably not awesome. But it's awesome for us because we get wicked cool, awesome beers. So check it out. Second Wedge. Look them up. Uh, if you want to get an order this week, otherwise, uh, like I say, storm said, you can get, uh, delivery anywhere in the province. You just, it's not like, it's not the, the friendly person from the brewery who will talk to you through the window. Instead, it'll be like a courier person who probably has no time for you and they will just drop it and go. I, I'm sure there's some technical things they have to do, but you get the point. Um, but you can get that. Otherwise, as we always say, look up your local brewery, uh, find out what they're up to. Guys, oh, if you're in Toronto or Peel like me, I'm in one of the two of them. We are locked back down, kids. Um, so the good news for breweries is not a lot's changing. Um, you know, they probably had a slight uptick of uh, uh, licensee sales because bars were able to do patios and stuff like that. That's all gone, so it rolls back. But like I even saw like a week or two ago, even Godspeed's doing a, a product at the LCBO now. So everybody's adapting. That's not to say that they're not struggling. I know there's been a ton of layoffs. There's a lot of brewers really worried about their staff and that's totally understandable. Um, but uh, it's, it's also kind of awesome to see the, the resiliency of, of the, of the industry, which, uh, you know, we're talking about making beer in the face of a pandemic. It's not like saving private Ryan or something, but it is nice to see that people are, 
doing their best and pulling together. And if you want to be part of that, it's not hard to do. What you're going to do, you're going to go to your local brewery. You got to figure out who it is. It's not hard. Literally open up your Google Maps on your phone and just type in brewery and they're going to show you the nearest one to your house and then just go buy some beer from them. That's all you got to do. You might have to order it online, you know, tickety tappity to put your card in and go pick it up. Maybe they'll deliver because a lot of them are. But wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, hey, I'm assuming you're near to me. If you're in a country where you're not in lockdown, like New Zealand, A, get stuffed, and B, good for you. You can do business how you want. But if you're in an area where we're in lockdown, where there are retail you know, limitations, look up your local brewery, go check them out, buy some beer off them. The other thing I know in Toronto, a big, big, big deal. Uh, so many bars are, are obviously terrified about the future uh you know if they're still operating after the first lockdown the second one just seems like you know a bad joke it's terrible uh a lot of them are doing takeout alcohol sales i uh you know was i said i was hanging out with a friend we had a very safe beer together and i picked up some brews at a local bar uh, you can just walk in, you get takeaway. Sometimes you got to buy some food with it or whatever. Um, most people have figured that out. They have a, there's a system. Uh, uh, I bought some French fries tonight and, uh, and then some beers. And uh, that's a great way, you know, especially if your local is something you care about. If it's a, if it's a bar that you, 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 you go to and you know people, uh, that's a really good way that you can just try and keep it going. The flip to that is if you're the kind of person who works at a bar, and I know a bunch of people who listen to this Potter in that case, you don't need to spend money. You don't have, you know? <laughs> um, so if you're in a place where you can help do it, um, don't order from major chains, right? Don't get, don't go to the beer store or whatever. Talk to your local guys, give money to the people who you care about. Um, because, <laughs> there's not a lot of business out there right now unfortunately so uh that's the appeal tonight uh that's where we're at i gotta run i gotta go it's getting late late night i'm sorry late start what were we drinking storm stayed super shook hot damn that's a good beer that is again Imperial milkshake kettle sour sounds like some sort of uh the setup to a funny beer joke i would typically make but uh, in a very non-traditional way, this is a very, very tasty beer. I will be back here next Monday, sometime after 9 p.m., talking in your ear holes, putting beer down my drink hole. This is just getting worse the more I say it, so I'll sign off. But you guys have a good night. Take care of each other out there. Be safe. We are in lockdown, guys. Don't be stupid, okay? Got to be careful distance wash your hands wear your masks when you're you can't stay more than two meters away from people all this stuff you've seen the posters guys we've been in this for like i don't even know seven months whatever let's just do it it would be amazing if i don't think christmas is going to be awesome this year but if new year's was like turning a page it's in our hands it's up to us if you really have to go get you know whatever you're going to do and infect sex people while you do it means we're not going to have a fun, fun new year's, but 
That's up to you guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to step off my soapbox. I'm going to go. I'm going to finish this delicious beer and probably have an Orific when I'm done. And uh, you guys all be good. We will see you. I will not see you. We've talked about this before. But you might see me on one of these screens in about seven days, give or take you know, 20 to 40 minutes. <laughs>